yo yo what's up we got the make do podcast and we're coming at you we we got the make do podcast and we're coming at you do 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 like a damn looney tune <laughs> all right what's up people the make do podcast extravaganza coming back at you with another thing thingy what's up friends and familiars yo it's trinity and cannot remember this girl's name what is it <laughs> whatever what's up whatever uh so maybe a theme that you'd be picking up on by now is that we pretty much just say whatever's on our mind sometimes and shit that probably just doesn't even make sense to the unenlightened being <laughs> and uh it's kind of our style and so this week we were gonna talk about sweatpants sweatpants pew, pew, pew. baby girl got some sweatpants her pants are gonna be sweating son <laughs> picked up like five pairs of sweatpants at arc and that's a win for me baby i'm stoked feeling like macklemore when we hit that thrift store <laughs> stow i don't feel like i should have said stow there it's just, i mean i did and it's it's that's what it is but i feel like it was a, a thrift store type situation that we went through <laughs> so just to clarify that if anyone's wondering so yeah went to the arc shout out to people with disabilities i guess <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the kindest way to phrase that <laughs> but they run the arc store so well, yeah, we got some fuzzy blankets the fuzziest because you just got to have blankets on deck and her cat loves it she was just going bananas she's doing the little the little lay down thing the little needy and the sucky she like sucks <laughs> <laughs> whatever she's needing it's so weird yeah, like she doesn't just make the muffins she takes little nibbles out of them too <laughs> Which, just gosh dang precious, gotta say. <laughs> so, this is going well. This is totally normal. <laughs> Hoo! Hoo! Hot. Hot, hot, hot. Muy caliente. Arriba, arriba. We plug in the mic and we record in some dialogue, baby. Take two. Conversate. Time to conversationalize. Okay. Normal human being words. Let's go. <laughs> English dialectic thoughts converted into verbiage <laughs> that makes sense tongue clickies and pops and whissies and <laughs> all right y'all so no no hold on oh, okay <laughs> all right y'all so <laughs> got the sweatpants on feeling all right and it's all gravy Today's episode is... Is all about... Letting your freak flag fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we just thought we would discuss some things that we thought were kind of weird or observations about, you know, what what is expected of us or, you know, things that we might have been conditioned to do. To, yeah. To be... Uh, you know, to not be the odd man out, basically, and kind of as we're going about our day or through our interactions. This topic kind of came to me as I've been thinking about different ways to 
start a business and it was something that I was inspired by when we first started our clothing brand, Highly Gangster, and this podcast and just, um, I was just thinking like, how do you really stand out? How do you really become successful in a way that you're working for yourself and not for other people, right? Because this is definitely the new age of small businesses and working for yourself. Entrepreneurship. Yeah, not working for the man because, you know, our parents, they just got good jobs. They were paid well. Now more than ever, it seems like people are realizing that they don't want to work a job. They don't want to work a nine to five and they want to make their own dreams happen, which is fucking awesome. I mean, we have so many different ways to do that. YouTube, TikTok, like props to anybody who's making a full-time salary on TikTok. That's insane. I can't say I'm a fan of it, but that's exactly like what I'm trying to do. Even the first day Trinity and I hung out, that was a huge topic that we were talking about. It was just things we wanted to do as like entrepreneurialness. 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 Yeah. Ship. Which we were just talking about that the other day, how crazy that is to think about. But the very first day we ever hung out, we were jotting down in a notebook all these ideas that we had. And I think Highly Gangster, the name <laughs> might have actually been in that, on that page. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe that came out about later. But um, we just started, you know, just jotting down notes, slogans, and ideas for designs and shit that we'd like to do. And, yeah. You know, after working on it for months, you know, actually got some stuff physically manifested which is pretty exciting and the craziest part is is that a lot of the designs that you'll see on our highly gangster etsy page now link down below we each had had written down for like years before we even met each other so it's really cool to just see that all kind of materialize you know so before we even got started doing any of these business venture things I was just looking at people online who I looked up to who were successful, who were obviously monetized and making money, doing exactly what I want to do, basically. And I was just like, what different about them? How are they doing this? How are they able to make a living off of this? Like, how do they have such a big following? And what it really came down to is that every single page you follow that is super popular or TikTok star, whatever they're just vastly different from the others. They have something different to offer. And that is like a pretty obvious thing to say, but I was just thinking about it in my personal life and how as a millennial, I feel like in school, I was taught to conform in every way possible. Do the same thing as everybody else. Like be average, have the same grades as everybody else dress the same as everybody else, which is like so 90s and early 2000s. Like, I mean, especially as a girl in like middle school in that time, like your friend shows up to school in Ugg boots and guess what everybody goes and does? They go and buy Ugg boots and they wear it to school, you know? Like that was just the standard was just to- Wear Ugg boots. (laughs) Yeah. It was a huge cultural (laughs) landmark and milestone. Especially for white girls. Because especially in that time of school, you're so insecure and you're so worried about what people think about you that you're like, okay, I just need to be under the radar. Which also, it seemed like the education system was teaching us, at least me. But now, 
as an adult trying to make it especially in this economy it's so like obvious that you need to stand out and be weird as hell (laughs) you know like jaden smith harry styles they are vastly different from any other artists you've ever seen and they just do what they want you know so i can't help but be a little salty about giving in to that idea and actually conforming and doing what was expected of me but i mean i was super shy super quiet person i can't really blame myself too much but yeah no that was fucked up of you (laughs) but really it's this just this concept that we're taught to conform as a child and because we were also taught the standards of living that our parents were used to like most people were not thinking about starting a business they were just thinking about i need to get a good job to take care of my family so you have to blend in for a long time it was normal to just find a skill set that fits into something that's already in the market or is already established like you just need to be able to do the work that is available versus create your own work yeah exactly like I went to Colorado State University and the business major go Rams <laughs> the business major population like having business as your major the class was fucking huge like graduation day for them was like over a course of weeks like they had to split it up and I was in the journalism and media communications major and like my whole class graduated in one day like it was no problem so i and i know so many people personally that how many people at least two name five (laughs) (laughs) name five of their songs (laughs) wait name two (laughs) (laughs) no but like when i was working at red lobster everybody's going to school and 90 percent of those people would say yeah i didn't know what to do so i just went into business because that's what my parents wanted me to do so in that regard i feel like I was kind of on the, well, I definitely was in the minority at CSU. Go Rams. But (laughs) it's like the creative fields are the minority. In that major, you can't really conform to everybody. You have to stand out within that major to be successful, you know? Does that make sense? So what I'm trying to say, not saying that that I wasn't conforming still at the time, because I totally was, but that's just an example of, like, how the mindset at least of my generation. I feel like my generation was taught to think and act the same way as our parents' generation, but now we're in an economy where kind of the only way to actually make the money you want to make is to start your own business. Well, it's funny. I remember it's like when I was growing up, it was like you'd get a haircut that was out of a magazine or that some celebrity had, or you know, you'd wear clothes and shit that was like... It was some established model. You know, there's very few people who would just do some outlandish, bizarro hairstyle or something. And now it's, like, a lot more common to just think of anything that you can do and just do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, boys in my school, they would all wear the high socks with the vans and the shorts. Girls would all wear the same exact thing. We'd all have straight hair with side-swept bangs. I remember I would straighten my hair every fucking day. Because that's what all my friends did. And I wanted to fit in. And I hated my curly hair so much. So unmanageable. (laughs) God. And 
everybody would tell me like you're so lucky you have curly hair it's so beautiful and I was like oh my god no I would give anything to have straight hair naturally straight hair but now it seems like I mean I don't I don't really know because I'm not in school anymore but I believe that what's the new generation Gen Z I think so yeah Gen X they seem to actually be expressing themselves more even if it's just on TikTok but like they have these platforms to actually do that because I know I think there's still a lot of the long white socks of the vans though yeah that one's not going away anytime soon that's true I guess it depends on your friend group I, w- I would say my main thought about it is to, to avoid generalizing too much I think it's just good to focus on like what do you want to do you know if you want to wear mismatching socks like why is that not okay I I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, um, and, um, but, so, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I am here to tell you, what, what? What <laughs> that I wish that I was able to rid myself of expectations of what society wanted from me and how to act. People who are successful now are not like anyone else. Fuck everything you were raised with that says you need to conform. There are no rules. We make the rules. Well, it's like so many people are coming to mind that whatever job they're working now is 100% not the degree that they have. They have finished schooling in some field or area, and then they just went ahead and got got some completely other type of work just because they felt like they had to. That's true. Oh, I know tons of people at the restaurant I used to work at that have degrees, like biology degrees, and they are still working at Red Lobster. Red Lobster, yum. <laughs> it's great. Don't sleep on the cheesy bread. Fuck that shit. No, don't fall asleep on the cheesy bread. They'll kick you out. They will ask you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this table, we need this table for other people who want actual seafood. (laughs) From my experience, it's kind of easy to see myself as an outlier because I, you know, grew up very heavily influenced by cartoons and story-driven video games where the whole objective was to basically be a hero as a weirdo, like... You're already this unusual person, unlike everyone else around. And, uh, you know, there's this shit to do, a world to save, or people needing help, or uh, pots to smash with rupees inside, or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and like, with cartoon characters, you know, they were always, like, 100% recognizable, iconic. Just, you're like, okay, that's that person. They're not, that's not what bunnies are like, or... You know, that's not what people are like. That's that person. That's their whole thing. They're they're different. Uh, Built different. Built diff. Genetically different, baby. Just to piggyback off of that real fast. I was always trying to conform and be like this reputable person that, that the people around me would be proud of, I guess. Because I always felt like I was just so different. But I... I would always fail. Like, I, I would always find that I was just weirder than everybody else. I thought differently than everybody else. 
Like, I would see my brother and his girlfriend, and they would seem so, like, mature and professional. And I was like, well, I should probably be that way. And I don't know why I would, like, think I needed to change myself. But I don't know. I just, I remember, like, I was like, I need to make my living space, like, way more professional looking. And I, I mean, I'm the type to have a bunch of LED lights up and Christmas lights year-round and tapestries and just a bunch of artistic stuff. And I was like, I need to take all this stuff down. And But it's like, that's who I am. That's like, that's what I want to decorate my space as. So I don't know. I just have for a long time battled with this idea of who I should be, but it's just not who I am. Like, and Trinity actually really helped me kind of uncover that I don't know I just remember being like I'm 26 years old I need to grow up and take down these skull tapestries and like moon tapestries and stuff and then he came over to my place and I was like I I have all these tapestries and you were like oh that's super cool aren't these hung up and it's like yeah why aren't they hung up like who am I trying to be an adult for because my family is so They're so modern, professional, mature. So I just had an idea that that's what I needed to be, but it's definitely not who I am. Seems like an outrageous idea to be seeking approval. You know, it's like, approve of of what? Yeah, and what does that approval get you? Where does it get you? Like, and I have been the type for many years to be like, I don't care what anybody thinks, but secretly very much caring what other people think. And I feel like, this past year, I finally am, like, getting to a spot where I'm just, like, I really just don't actually do not give a fuck anymore what anybody thinks. Because people want to have an opinion about you no matter what. And even if you conform to them or not, chances are they're still going to be talking shit about you in some way. Trinity plays League a lot, League of Legends, and um, he's been trying to, like, plug or social media pages and stuff and businesses and people on there like can be super mean and I guess some dude was talking shit about the name Highly Gangster saying it was super dumb or something and it like made you sad which I totally get but from an outside perspective like I'm sure I'd feel the same way if somebody told me that to my face or online but from an outside perspective it's like people are just gonna talk shit they don't know what the fuck they're saying They just want to get to you in some way. They want to make you feel bad. You know, it doesn't matter what the name was, what we named our business. He, that person was going to talk shit no matter what and say the same thing. Yeah, it's funny, you know, hearing people be like, oh, that doesn't sound that gangster, bro. And it's like, (laughs) well, the thing about creative enterprise is uh, whatever you think it means is not, I mean, whatever you think it means is your problem. Yeah. 100%. Like, online trolls, those people exist in real life, too. And it's just people who want to talk shit and get a reaction out of you. Like, older brother syndrome. They just want to be mean to you. Like, when you start crying and you're upset, they have won. And that's exactly what they want. I guess that shit just, it's hard for me to understand it. You know, I can't empathize with that at all. It's like, I'm all about uplifting people. Yeah. You know, my first thought would be to give an honest critique 
or some kind of feedback that would help improve rather than like, oh, let me trash that real quick. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are just jealous. There's just a jealousy that plagues people. Like, I mean, I would see it all the time in the restaurant. If somebody gets a good tip and they're happy about it, more than half of the people, 70% of the people are going to be pissed and be like, oh, that should have been me. And then there's the other 30%, probably even less, just being like, nice job, man. That was awesome. I'm really happy for you. And I've definitely been that 70%. I've definitely been jealous, but I had to like teach myself to just be happy for other people. Like they get a hundred dollar tip and it's hard not to think, oh, that could have been me, but it wasn't and it won't be in that moment. It's not that way. So why get mad at the person for it? Just be happy for them. And yeah, could you imagine actually being like, oh man, I'm glad somebody got a win. Yeah. And like my friend Reagan, she, she really actually kind of taught me that. Like she was reading like the millionaire mindset and doing all this money manifestation stuff. And she kind of taught me about it. And I would come to her and be like, dude, I got an $80 tip or something. And she'd be like, fuck yeah, that's so sick. And I was just like, wow, that is just not the reaction you get from everybody, you know, that's something special. And the thing about that is, the ironic part about that is, is when you're happy for other people's wins, you are attracting more wins yourself. If you're salty and jealous and mad that somebody else is winning, then the, the universe is just taking away more opportunities to win in spite, maybe. Just kidding. I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I think I, I would agree with that. Like, and even in a non-metaphysical sense, you know, are you going to want to support somebody who's bitter and sh- like hating on everyone else for no reason? Right. M- maybe, but why? I, yeah. I personally usually am like attracted to nice people. But it costs nothing to be nice. But like, it costs everything to. It, well, it costs your own peace and sanity to be mean and salty be a little stinker yeah like be a little stinker (laughs) (laughs) like yesterday we were at the food bank and this young girl in front of us was like struggling with (laughs) holding like at the food bank there's really heavy boxes of stuff and she's like kind of struggling trying to put a box in and i was like holding the cart for her so she could put the box in and oh she dropped it well before that oh you didn't see this part but Like, the cart was running into me because she was trying to put the box in, and I was holding the cart for her, and she was just like, sorry, sorry. And I was like, it's no problem, dude. I got you. I'm here to help. And then, yeah, after we all walked out, she actually dropped the cart and spilled a box of stuff, and me and Trinity just went and picked it up for her, and her and her mom were, like, just apologizing profusely. They're like, oh, we're sorry. We're in your way. We're sorry. And we were just like, yo, you're good. We got you. Maybe, and it's sad because probably they've been treated poorly in the past, you know. I mean, who hasn't? They feel like they're in the way. They're trying to get out of the way as quickly as possible. But Come on, let's fucking move it. <laughs> I got places to be. That's definitely, like, the standard is to just not not help people. Like, I mean, you see it on videos all the time about people eating shit in public and everybody's just sitting there watching oh my god the one time my grandma fell at the alley cat and i just <laughs> laughed my fucking ass 
I feel like such an asshole. Oh it was God. just such an epic, dramatic spill. It was like slow motion. <laughs> I think it's funny. That doesn't mean I'm not going to help you up. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, oh, yeah. Sometimes you can't even breathe because you're laughing so hard. Like, holy shit, man. That was... Could have been me. <laughs> Wish it was. Oh, you know, I, I had this thought. I've thought this before, but it just came to me again. Is like that idea of not feeding into the negativity so only focusing on the desirable you know only 100 percent putting our energy into the good and what we want so it's like instead of even giving any notice to the shitheads or the idea of being a dick um or judging or any of that should just completely lay down like okay this is what we're trying to normalize this is a way and we believe in it. Yeah, good you get, point. You get what I mean? Like, yeah. So like, oh, people, some people do this and people do that. It's like, I, I think it's cool when I see this. Yeah. I like to do this. Right. Because we're not just here trying to jerk ourselves off and say that we're awesome people. We're, we're just kind of trying to spread ideas about human awesomeness, I think, in general. Like, yeah. you know, what's, what's cool shit that we can lay down? Well... A big reason why I bring up the negativity is because I no, have no, been no, that no. person. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, I, yeah, me too. I uh, have definitely been that person. I mean, that's what I'm trying to stress in every single episode is I am learning every single day. And unlearning. Yeah. And I've, I've been jealous of people. I've been hating on people's wins. I mean, just the other day I was... Telling Trinity how annoying it is that this comedian talks about how awesome her life is, and it's all—it's just pure jealousy. And you know, it made me mad. And then I recognized that, well, it's because I want to be in her shoes, and I will. Not because we don't want her to be doing well. Yeah, just, exactly. I—I I think that's—I think that's the—that's a big issue that I see in myself, and I'm sure people can relate to this. Is that gap, that disparity seems so big that it, like, it just causes upset, you know, in your system. Because you're like, okay, this person is up here on a to- on top or whatever, and I'm not, and I don't know how I would even get there. So I'm just, like, frustrated that the, the difference even exists. Yeah. You know? And the truth of it is, is it's really fucking hard to make your dreams come true every comedian I look up to, I have no idea how many years they put in. I mean, most of them who I just learned about are like, yeah, I've been doing comedy for 10 years. And they're just now starting to get like, to to seem successful or recognized or big or whatever. You know? Yeah. It's like, I remember I, we just heard someone say that uh, it was Adam Devine. He was saying like, you can't just do stand up once a month or once a week you got to be doing it like every day and for three years yeah before you're even going to be any kind of established or good at what you're trying to do no but yeah um and like as i mentioned before i went to my old job and talked to my old coworkers, and not to point out the negative again but this is just an example that i was trying to like show them these stickers that we had made and were selling and they just like literally met me with blank stares like not even a good job or wow that's cool nothing and 
I was like, wow, that was weird. Like, that's a weird reaction, especially from them, because I spent so much time with them, and I thought we were all, like, pretty good friends. But um, I think that they're honestly kind of jealous, because I, like, not to sound conceited or anything, but I left that job that they are still currently working, and I'm, like, actually making steps towards what I want to do. And the point I'm trying to make is that they don't know how fucking hard it was to get to that point. Like, how much work I put in to just get to that point of holding a sticker I made in my hand. Just, this is a friendly reminder that it's nice to feel appreciated. So, if you can ever do that, you know, like, even if you just don't give a shit, it's like... And, and I don't know, I mean, I guess maybe faking enthusiasm isn't necessarily the ideal either, but people want to feel seen and heard. You know, we're all trying to do, even if you're just working a dead-end job or you're not feeling adequate where you want to be and so you're just kind of trudging along, you still probably want people to care. Yeah, well, I mean, they can react however they want. I guess what I was trying to say with that is that I just feel like the jealousy is so prevalent. Don't let your dreams be dreams! Just do it! <laughs> As Shia LaBeouf would say, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. I'm sure this is not gonna come across the way I wanted to. I'm not trying to say, like, oh, people are so jealous of me. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you personally tried to rid yourself of that jealous initial reaction when somebody is winning just because the point overall I'm trying to make is that everybody can win there's enough wins in this world for everybody to have exactly what they want no and I I how I would relate it to myself and and word is even as I've even recently you know I can see moments where I'm pissed off that someone else is doing better than I am or something like that you know thinking gaming specifically because I'm playing a lot of that game online and I'm like fuck this dude (laughs) <laughs> when it's like a should it's possible to just consciously flip it be like oh man that was awesome play like that was smart that was good timing good skill from that person you know like that was impressive that was yeah admirable oh yeah instead of like oh fuck i hate this person yeah i when i did taekwondo there was this one girl that were pretty evenly skilled we were like a pretty even match in sparring and we'd do tournaments we'd only see each other at tournaments and she would always beat my fucking ass at tournaments because she was so tall and she just was quick and stuff and then one time i beat her at sparring i won the match and it was like so close like unbelievably close and she was like like she just immediately took off her helmet it was like nice dude that was awesome it was just it's just a surprising reaction you know you'd expect them to be angry or upset and i'm sure i was in the past but she just had a really good attitude about it and she just could recognize that that was a sick ass kick to the head homie and that's probably why she's a winner how does that work do you just get points for strikes and so and blocks or yeah you get one point for hitting them punching them in the chest or kicking them in the chest one point chest two points head you can only kick the head so if you block it they don't get a point no if you dodge it, but... They have to land. Is there ever knockouts? 
No. <laughs> People, we wear helmets and shit. Yeah, we can still kick someone in the jaw, probably. No. I doubt there's ever been a knockout. Especially not in my... Not in the female age group I was in. But I did kick some girl's face mask off, and she started crying. <laughs> I feel bad. Laughing. Probably hurt. We're laughing with you, honey. <laughs> uh... You know, and I, I still got a point for it, <laughs> And she's disqualified for having incomplete equipment. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, it was just, it made me think, like, it's it's easy to, you know, if someone beats you, just give them the, the customary handshake and walk away, you know, but it's like you could, it's just coming to me, recognize that, like, all the time and work that they put in, you know, hours perfecting that craft to make that win happen. It's like, maybe they beat your ass, but, like not through lack of effort yeah you don't always have to be in first place maybe it's enough to just be really evenly matched with the winner you know like i saw this video on instagram where is these two bikers doing a race and they were way ahead of everybody else these two dudes and they were just cruising along at the end playing rock paper scissors to see who would win oh shit really yeah so they like recognized that they were both fucking awesome and they're like you know what? let's just rock paper scissors it saw this post uh, apparently this there's a foot race and this uh, ugandan dude i guess he didn't speak the language it was like where they were at spain or something maybe, maybe it was english but he didn't understand the postings about the finish line like where the race was ending basically so right before the end he like got confused and stopped because he wasn't sure if it was over or not and the dude who was pulling ahead of him turned around and grabbed him and was like, yo, go, get it. Like, keep going. Oh. And they're like, oh, why didn't you just take the win? Like, you had it. And he's like, well, but I didn't win, though. That dude was way ahead of me. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was just a, it was a little heartfelt human moment. That's winner mentality right there. And we can all do it. Like, and we will. Yeah. Even you. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> Not her. You. <laughs> uh, so, essentially, yeah, I mean, we're kind of, it's almost like we're, we're, we're kind of mixed uh, I don't know, we're kind of, this isn't, it's interesting that this is kind of evolving into a mashup of, you know, we came into it with the idea of talking about kind of, well, I guess this was sort of probably the end goal anyway, but the outcome of talking about kind of norms, normativeness, normation, uh, you know, what's, what's normal, what is expected of us versus like, well, here's how you can see it, you can flip the script on this type of perspective so yeah. easily and yeah it's not we no longer need to be against each other trying to beat our opponent there there doesn't have to be opponents we can all win together well this makes me think of something that i've i've, I've heard a lot over my art career because i i got really into drawing i was drawing when i was a little kid growing up the whole time i was very interested in putting ideas into a visual representation i was very visual I'm a, I'm a very visual based person and as I kind of got into the idea of it being a a passion that was less of a hobby and more of a career I guess you know kind of something that could be a job or be marketable I've hear, heard more and more over the years like oh this market is so saturated you know creative people it's it's there's too many people doing it there's not enough people doing real work or you know it, well that's a different that's a different thing but just the that it's saturated there's so many people making t-shirts there's so many people making podcasts everything's saturated whatever the fuck but it's like well one the engineering market is fucking saturated too 
Yeah, it's just these hating ass bitches. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking biatches. Literally dude. everything I have ever <laughs> tried to make, I've heard those words. It's just so saturated. Like, good. There should be more and more of art. Why the fuck would you not want more art? And clothing brands, people love clothing brands. You can't tell me that. And stickers. Well, you're going to wear clothes every day. And you're going to have desks and tables and phones and laptops and water bottles. So that shit just made sense for us, personally. Yeah, you heard that from some dude on League. That was like, it's just so saturated, man. Nobody's doing actual work. Like, me, I'm an engineer. Like, that's not, you sound salty as fuck, bro. <laughs> you're not working a 9 to 5 like me. It's like, well, I'll be honest, I would not mind also having more mechanical, doing more constructive, fit, you know, physically constructive thing on top of the other stuff wouldn't bother me at all. I don't have anything against that. But it's like, why, why would you not want your doctor to also be a musician? Yeah, and that's the thing. He's hating. People like that hate on what we're doing, but we would never even think to hate on what they're doing. Yeah, I even ended up saying, I was like, what, so what kind of engineering do you do? And he told me he was working with cryogenic <laughs> fluids. And I was like, that's cool, honestly. Like, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that's, that's one that's probably super difficult and dangerous because I've done a little bit of work with like extremely cold and pressurized systems. So like, I actually respect that. But at the same time, I was thinking, I was like, well, I'm down with that. I support that. But you know, if you also decide that you want to, you know, make sculptures or something, it's like, that's cool, too. This made me think of something that I was hanging out with a friend of mine. Maybe we were tripping. I don't know. Uh, and he had the thought that it's like he really just wanted me to ponder it. You know, it was a serious thought that occurred to him. He was like, he's like, it seems like problem is, is that we don't really need art in the real sense that like we for sure need food and water and to be at a certain temperature and, you know, like have survival, that is not debatable. He's like, but like art as an idea, he's like, you, we don't 100% necessarily need that to go on, right? Like that's not an actual requirement for life. And it was something where it's like, he wasn't shitting on anything, you know, he's just had that thought. And uh, I've thought about that a lot, actually, because I'm like, I think some people actually believe that. And I won't say that that's wrong, you know, if that's just what you got in your head. But, like, for me, I know that I've had so many aha moments and, like, so much joy and passion and inspiration has arisen from a song or uh, a color pattern or something, you know, where I'm just like, yeah, I can't see my life being without that. Oh, yeah. When I look at, like, cathedrals or chapels or, like, you know, crazy-ass stonework or you know, a particular type of wrought iron fence, you know, where it's, it's beyond craftsmanship. It's like, that's unnecessarily cool, but <laughs> it's like, absolutely cannot do without it. Yeah. I see what he's saying, but on the flip side of that, ask any artist, musical or visual, I guarantee you they would say, I would lose my fucking mind if I wasn't doing art. I needed it to survive. Well, it makes me think of the dead poets society can't remember exactly what the quote was but he was like you know basically medicine engineering food management something like that you know just listing off that like survival hierarchy he's like this 
These are noble practices and are necessary to sustain life. But the arts, you know, beauty, romance, um, creativity, you know, this is what we stay alive for. Ooh, yeah. And uh, Robin Williams, I think, was just a fucking G. It's like the quote about dogs. Dogs aren't your whole life, but they make your life whole. <laughs> I want a dog so fucking bad. I know, me too. That fucking puppy that was at the Murphy Center, I was thinking so bad. I was like, dude, do we have a dog now? <laughs> <laughs> That's, But at the same time, I've seen some situations where a homeless person had a dog and it's like they needed that, you know, that like gave them the the motivation to keep going, you know, to actually be trying. Oh, yeah. Animals are fucking gods, dude. I was having a pretty stressful phone call this morning. It was like an hour-long phone call about all this stuff, and I could like feel my blood pressure rising, and then my cat just came up to me and wanted me to pet her while I was on the phone, and I was just thinking like, God, she's so soft. And then she went to her food bowl right in front of me, and she was eating, and I was just looking at her like, She's so fucking precious. <laughs> I was like, damn, this cat is like made of Xanax or something. <laughs> she made me feel so much better about everything when I was on the phone. And then I actually ended up making the person I was talking to feel a lot better too because they were really having a hard time with some stuff. And then they texted me later and they were like, thanks so much for talking. That really helped a lot. Yeah. Just like we said in the last episode, Aesop Rock said his cat was like, the one thing over all the medicine and pills he took, his cat is the one thing that actually helped him feel better. Emotional support, but also, uh, you know, actually a responsibility that you want. Yeah. Nobody wants to keep going. Well, some people do, but not everybody wants to just keep living just for no reason. Oh, yeah, you fall. It's like immediate unconditional love when you meet your animal. Like, I was taking a nap earlier today and I was... I have dreams all the time about how I have to save Indy and like she's always in my dreams and I'm always when something bad happens in my dream I'm like all right where is she I need to save her okay anyways I don't know how we got on this topic but um I I think we're kind of just free balling that's that's the beauty of that's the beauty of us having our own 20 viewer platform Trinity's free balling I'm free (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah about the how your friend said you don't really need art like i i know those people exist i have heard from a few different people including your grandma that they don't even like music and then there's other people that listen to music all day every day it's just what you're into you know i actually wrote something just a minute ago that that i would share and we can decide if we want to leave it in or not I'm outstanding because I stand out, a bystander standing by with his hands out to give high fives and pass grams around. Did I say crayons? Where's the cash cow? Which Bela hated they lay down on when they crash now? Clash clowns, brash tracks, ahead of the class with brass tacks trailed about. Ain't no failing allowed, flailing and frowns, get a sail into towns where we bail to the house, afraid of the males. Yeah, Trinity also raps, and it's really sexy to me (laughs) me too my panties are off turns me on (laughs) that one's pretty cool though huh 
the next Aesop Rock here. I fucking, that was a dream of mine. I want to rap with that dude so bad. Fuck yeah. I have to. He's so cool. I saw him live and I waited. I was wearing heels. I waited like an hour in the front to just be in the front while he was playing. And my feet were killing me. And then as soon as he got on stage, I was like, okay, I can do this. And I was like, I don't know, it's just so cool. He just, that's another example of a homeboy that is just unapologetically himself. And it's funny because, like, my brother, every time I play his songs around my brother, he's like, what is this? And he's like, I just don't like the way he raps. It's so weird. And he looks so weird on stage when he's rapping. <laughs> and it's like, really? Because that's what I love about him. It, it seems to me that the, the this rampant herd mentality is, like, demoralizing and dehumanizing. Like, we're expecting ourselves and each other to fit into some standards. Otherwise, the whole thing is unappealing. And it's ideas about ways to conduct yourself that don't even make sense to us. It's like... Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I've i even thought that... When I look at something that I think is un uncool or like, you know, unappealing, I'm even I even step back and think like, like, who the fuck am I to be able to condemn that? Yeah, well, I think that's that's the one way my brother operates that I don't identify with. Is he? It seems to me that he only likes things that he feels like he can live vicariously through, like that he would act that way he would do that thing he would wear that thing and like he would never rap the way Aesop raps so therefore it's not appealing to him but for me I like a lot of things that I would never do and I don't think that's it's not a thought to me that I feel like I need to live vicariously through the things that I like like another band he doesn't like is Modest Mouse because he thinks Isaac Brock's voice is super weird and it is. It's fucking weird. It's awesome. He doesn't give a shit. He'll make all these weird noises on stage, and it's awesome. Neither of us are right or wrong. He can like whatever the fuck he likes. Obviously, I just think that the world opens up more when you aren't identifying with everything that you allow yourself to like. Damn, yeah. That's, that's a good way of putting that. Thanks. You can be interested in and celebrate things that don't relate to you yeah. personally. It has nothing to do with you. Like, some designs we've been making, a lot of them are, like, ironic and supposed to be funny. But it's funny because when I show people I know, they, like, like take it very seriously. Like, there's a, a design that says addicted to almost everything which is something I came up with years ago before I even met Trinity. And a family member showed a little concern about that idea. And yeah, they were under the impression Trinity came up with it. And I was like, no, I came up with that. I thought it was funny. We're just are thinking about it differently. Like, I think it's hilarious. Language is just like pieces of tools that you can put together to make certain sayings and words and it just i can see how people could take it too seriously but that's a whole idea behind highly gangster even the name itself is supposed to just be funny and ironic nothing's supposed to be serious well and it it's like serious in its own context 
because one, the name was supposed to be, I think was originally kind of ironic almost, that saying that it's highly is like not, not the right way to say that. Yeah. So. It's like proper, more eloquent language. And then, yeah. So, so we're definitely not like trying to advertise or promote ourselves as like trap housers or, <laughs> you know, fucking gun-toting psychopaths. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like the idea of, I mean, like what is a gang? It's a group of people with similar interests and goals that are doing perhaps disreputable things to achieve that or not. I mean, uh, like I've heard someone say that the the police force, the idea of it basically is some of the highest level of organized crime where it is a mafia, essentially. It's like those are paid, uh, they're a paid security force to protect private interests. So however profoundly or shallow you want to look at that, the yeah, like I read into it addiction as an idea of like if you're compulsively scrolling through your phone for hours and hours and or feeling bad about it later that is just as much of an addiction as smoking a bunch of crack oh yeah which we do both (laughs) psych but just you know people are addicted to anything that's not your passion your desires and interests like the stuff that you actually want to be doing is like um i think terence mckenna said that he was talking about mushrooms but he was saying that what addiction is is it's unexamined behavior anything that you're just doing without thinking about it the consequences or the cost or the benefits is just unhealthy to on a spectrum he was saying specifically that psychedelics like removes the idea of unexamined behavior you just immediately are forced to or are capable of examining all behavior, all all the aspects of your thoughts. And I guess the key, I would say the key is to read into things without telling them what they are. That's very wise. Like uh, Ram Dass said, uh, when you're looking at a forest, it's easy to identify it as a forest and not the trees. And then when you're looking at an individual tree... You're totally fine with it, but then you look at a person and you're like, oh, but I would definitely change this, this, and that, and I have a problem with this and that, instead of like, oh, that's just a tree. Like, that's the way it is. Wow. That's fascinating. So don't lose the forest and the trees. And it's so normal to get back on, that kind of relating to this, the topic is it is so normalized and culturally enforced that... To lose the forest and the trees. We're supposed to nitpick and tear things apart and, like, have to have to order and organize everything according to our preferences. Yeah. Why is why is that such the norm? Why is, why is that so normal to do that? Well, because I think I would say maybe it's an industrial thing that we're only supposed to be searching for the best way. The, the goal is to be attaining that the ideal and everything else should be persecuted and discarded. That if it's not the most efficient, effective business practice, it should not even be considered. And then that would expand out to style and, uh, you know, ex- expression of any kind. That 
well, that that's not the way that you're supposed to. That's not the the, the daily routine that is critically acclaimed. But it's funny, like I had some ideas that I wanted to share here that like I'm recognizing that they are kind of me being super judgy, judgmental, but at the same time it was something that I've thought about and I'm thinking it's probably not a bad thing to present as an option to question it. So like, so say, okay, say you're, you're walking down an alley at night alone and you see something that's not how you would do it. What do you do? Run, call the cops, kill yourself, go. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to lead into this because it relates to the idea of like, you know, you see something that you don't like or you would not want for yourself, like an outfit or uh, an artistic choice. It's like, what, what does any resistance to it offer you? What, what good is it to, I mean, if you naturally disapprove, uh, then just leave it at that, right? You don't want to explore it or question it or get to know it. That's fine. You know, that's not like the ultimate sin or anything. I can't remember who said that. It, maybe it was Kendrick Lamar. Someone that said style is the limit. And I think I've had this idea that has been very, very prevalent, had a large impact in my life as just the words character development. That your only job in life is to compile tactics and strategy and refine your own activities. Like that is, one, that's all that you can control. I mean, even if you're forcing shit on other people and if you're actually making things happen around you, you're still doing it through your own. Like, okay, so this, this is something Laura and I talked about was the idea of wearing denim jeans. To me, it seems so like 1970, 1950s, just outdated. Not because I think you suck for wearing jeans, but here's why I don't like to. It's like, why would I want to be uncomfortable, not as warm, less flexible for kicks or other things, and have significantly reduced pocket action? Because it's supposed to look cool, professional or some shit? Because it looks nice, quote unquote. But like, who even told us that it looks better? Yeah. Like, can you really trust a Wrangler cowboy? Like, we're not Wild West gold miners. If you do need sturdier pants for working with tools and shit, I get that. You know, like if you're actually on a ranch, it makes sense to have shit that can withstand knives and wrenches a little better. Totally makes sense. But otherwise, just why? So for me, that was just something to think about. I'm not like walking around, you know, muttering to myself or outwardly saying, oh, like, oh, y'all are fucking so, looking so stupid lemmings with fucking blue jeans. Yeah. I mean, whoever likes to wear jeans, I'm sure you look very nice, but the idea that we were getting at is why not just be more comfortable? It was, and it, we were talking about it literally right after I bought like a bunch of new sweatpants and I was like, who am I trying to kid? Like, I don't want to wear anything but sweatpants. I fucking hate wearing jeans. Sweatpants are so much more comfortable. Could be a hint of autism. I don't know, but. It's very artistic, yeah. <laughs> I just, like, 
and I'll put them on to go out to dinner with the family and stuff. And I'm like, I just fucking hate these. They suck. I don't want to wear them. As soon as I get home, I'm like, I need to take these off now. Like, I don't need an, a non-breathable boa constrictor leg wear yeah. for any reason. <laughs> and I'm sure, like, I stopped wearing bras a while ago, probably like a year ago. And I can't imagine putting a bra on now. They're so uncomfortable. And I'm sure I know that people are looking at me like, oh my god. Because I, I do not have the smallest tits. Like, I have... <laughs> some decently sized tits and really pointy nipples (laughs) (laughs) like for a long time i was like i need to wear a bra because my nipples are so pointy (laughs) 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 but trinity really helped me like get over that fact and like i know people get uncomfortable seeing my nipples but i don't give a fuck everybody's seen nipples well and if so why (laughs) it's like y'all are gonna hate europe yeah, if you're uncomfortable with seeing me without a bra, that's something you need to get over. Sorry. Y'all need to just get with the program. And it's so... Don't, don't be staring at my girl's tits anyway, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, stop wearing bras. They suck ass. Fuck them. It's literally... They're invented by men. And, okay, I know for, like, working out, you sometimes need a sports bra. But in everyday life, fuck that. Yeah, I could see if you are doing strenuous activity, probably holding your knockers makes sense for some people. Yeah, like jumping on a trampoline, it like hurts <laughs> your tits to bounce up and down too much, but... Yeah, like while well, I'm just... just trying to do that with dick swinging, like <laughs> throw, some, throw some boxies on. Yeah, and take it from me, I, I'm definitely... Oh, like Chelsea Lynn. I was listening. Trailer Trash Tammy, for all you who know her. She's fucking awesome. Nah, who's that? (laughs) I was listening to her on a podcast, and she's like, I'm the one that you look at, and you're like, she needs to be wearing a bra. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fuck, yeah. Why? Just so I don't offend you or make you feel uncomfortable? I'm uncomfortable. What about me? So I need to be uncomfortable to make sure that you're not uncomfortable. Like, I'm sorry that your adolescent is uncontrollable or your <laughs> sex drive is unmanageable. Like, that sounds like that sounds like something that I should not give a fuck about. Yeah, and what about other cultures who women are just topless all the time? They, they have no problem with that. Nat Geo. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just saying, PSA, ladies... No matter how weird you think it is, just try to stop wearing bras. Because now I feel like... This is going to be weird for my mom to hear, but... Damn. Now I feel like... Like, at first it was like, holy crap, those are some pointy-ass nipples. But now, after not wearing a bra for so long, I feel like my tits are looking more normal in a shirt without a bra. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting used to it, but I am not going back, that's for sure. And it's bad for you, too. It's bad for your circulation. <coughs> Wearing a bra cuts off your circulation so that your tits stop growing. And nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, like, my friend was like, I wear a bra all the time, even to bed. And I was like, you're fucking crazy, dude. Anyways. No, that's real shit. Uh... Just wear what you want to wear. Don't 
Just let yourself be comfortable. Except I'm going to go on a little negative rant right now, which I'm going to save at the end. So hold tight. But I really had a big qualm with plain t-shirts and shit. Even like like those sweat, those pants that you got, the Dickies ones. I just thought they were so cool because they had the little word on the side. Yeah. Dickies. Not the coolest word even, but just had a little something, a little embellishment. And uh, yeah, for some reason, it always irks me when I see just one solid color on a whole thing, a whole outfit or whatever, because I'm like, like on one hand, I could kind of understand that you know, I don't want to be a billboard mentality. I'm sure, you've probably heard that before. Like, oh, I don't need to advertise or this company or whatever the fuck, right? It's like I I could kind of get behind that, or like I could I can. It's not completely foreign or beyond reason, but you know, I'm just like there's so many patterns and designs and just possibilities with any kind of alteration or decoration i guess you know it's like maybe partially that's just like that 90s kid in me you know raised on warner brothers and shit where it's like things should be a little wacky a little zany kind of maybe almost not make sense on purpose but you know i'm just like life ain't boring so, like, what is the actual point to being plain or bland just for the sake of it? I mean... Well, I think a lot of people who do that maybe just don't really know what their style is. Like, trying to figure it out. Because in this movie that you didn't watch, uh, called Mr. Right... Fuck, fuck that movie. <laughs> you would like it, but it's about... Alright, I take it back. <laughs> But it's about this girl that meets this guy who used to be a hitman and blah, blah, blah. And But they, like, fall for each other really hard. And is that Ashton Kutcher? No. Oh. It's some dude I've never seen before. But um, Ash- Ashton Kutcher. It's, uh... Wait, am I being punked right now? <laughs> no, okay. Bring out the cameras. Ashy. <laughs> yeah, it's with Anna Kendrick and some dude. And when they first meet each other in the beginning, she's wearing... She, like, just went through this breakup where she got cheated on, and she's wearing this unicorn shirt because <laughs> she's just, like, feeling herself a little bit. And the dude's, like, he's, like, I like your shirt. I like your outfit. You're really just kind of going for that not-give-a-fuck look. And <laughs> she said something that's exactly what we're talking about. It's, I don't remember the exact quote, but she was, like, yeah, you know, I'm just really struggling with my style because... I want to make sure that my shirt, like, represents me and my values and everything I stand for. <laughs> and he was like, that's a lot of pressure to put on a shirt. <laughs> but, and then he was wearing, like, this really colorful button-up shirt. And she's like, oh, really? Because this outfit looks like an accident. And <laughs> he was like, no, I purposefully put this on. But that's, I feel like that's exactly how I thought of clothes for so long. It was like this shirt needs to represent me and who I am. And I, I used to wear bland clothes all the time because I didn't know who the fuck I was or what I wanted to represent myself as. And I was afraid of opinion and, like, you know, trying to blend in. Just trying to blend in, trying to be like your friends. And and then just recently I found that I really like athletic-looking clothes because 
Um, it's just comfy, and I feel like it makes my ass look nice. I can second that. And, yeah, you said that to me when we first started hanging out, like, how how do people wear such bland clothes? And I was like, damn, I used to kind of do that, too. And, but really opened my eyes up to that, that. I don't know. It's just crazy how much time and energy and so much of our lives we spend just worrying about other people's opinions who we don't even necessarily like. Like Fight Club quote, you buy shit you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. So just fuck that. I mean, it's easier said than done, but just really allow yourself to be who you want to be because who the fuck wants to be normal? Or maybe you do want to be normal. But I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, what is normal? And I don't think you're normal. So, I, you know, I, there's obviously going to be a disconnect with every person you meet because they have a different idea of what that even is. Yeah. So if you're trying to fit into anybody's standards or ideas about you know, the way things are supposed to go, then we're all just confusing ourselves and each other, I think, in the long run. Yeah, and I was talking to my therapist about um, this podcast and kind of some negative feedback I've received from it, and he was like, well, you're putting your opinions on a public forum, so you are going to receive all types of opinions, opinions you don't want, etc., and... Yeah, if something's not private, then it's open to scrutiny as well as praise. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know why I didn't think about that, but you're right. Even this GoldenEye video I made, check it out on the page. 60,000 views. 60,000 views, baby. It's popping off right now, but it's gotten so many likes, so many positive comments. And I just got this comment today, or yesterday, that was like, the amount of cringe is unreal barf and i wanted to be just like cool opinion bro but i was like why why would i give that person the time of day like me and my sixty thousand views are gonna be just fine and even if i didn't have that many then who gives a fuck well it's funny somebody i you know posted our shit to and somebody said oh man putting your putting your uh, etsy page on a on a game chat that's so gangster <laughs> and i was like hell yeah that is an awesome critique <laughs> or something like that and he was like oh man i'm definitely gonna check it out now <laughs> like somehow actually being nice back and not even like i wasn't even, I, like i was being kind of sarcastic but like i actually didn't have ill intentions that time and somehow that actually worked that actually, apparently like yeah. The best way to bridge the gap is to, like, actually be polite and not just fake it or <laughs> be rude. That reminds me of when I used to live with this girl. Her boyfriend would come over all the time and we would, like, smoke a lot of weed and stuff. Oh, I know. Some real rebels and rapscallions. <laughs> some real heathens. And... Her eyes were super red, and her boyfriend came over, and he was, like, kind of talking shit, and he was like, you look super high. And she just looked at him, and she was like, thanks. <laughs> and I thought that was so badass. The best way to defeat shade is with light, y'all. <laughs> so just flash a fucking flashlight in their face. <laughs> 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 if anybody talks shit to you. 
bust out the fucking military grade strobe. <laughs> I was thinking about graffiti too. Like I used to spray paint a little bit and uh, I've always been really into murals and that's one of the things that I actually really love about Fort Collins is the Fort Collins mural project and shit and how they're, there's people getting together to actually try to like beautify the city basically get more to get more colorful expression out there for the public you know like add intricacy to the town like I just think that idea is so sick because you know I had thought before it's just like fuck gray walls just as a concept why would you why would you prefer everything to just be brick or concrete you know it's like what how does that help you mentally you know yeah okay just real quick that's funny because nope. <laughs> that's funny I'm pretty sure I used to like draw on the walls as a kid and stuff and I used to draw on myself all the time like, oh yeah I'd always have marker on myself and my mom was like I knew that you would get tattoos because you'd always draw on yourself I was just gonna say that it was like any kid who fucking <laughs> sharpied up the forearm and shit <laughs> has tattoos now for sure yeah I used to do that all the time. Uh, I still yeah. like to do it sometimes, honestly. Yeah, I like to color your tattoos and shit. Yeah, it was cool. Like, uh, on New Year's, we went out to a kava bar, and I got super shit-faced on kava. <laughs> Apparently, that's a thing you can do. Uh, it's like being tea drunk. I fucking puked from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's powder. Like, it's powdered tea, so... It, and it gets you buzzed. Oh, yeah. Like, I, was, I was actually, like, stumbling around a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, you had a lot of it. So it's all that powder sitting in your stomach, and it's super dehydrating. So. And I don't think we ate, like, all day. Yeah. So you... <laughs> but I just had to go hard, though, because they were, like, giving out dollar shots or whatever. Yeah. For, it's know, called bar slammers or something. Like, everybody had to... You had to drink it within a minute or some shit yeah otherwise you'd have to pay full price for it so i'm just fucking like chugging tri- yeah. triples and shit which is like a giant bowl full of liquid yeah and uh it's fun I, it was actually cool i want to go back there make sure you drink a lot of water and eat <laughs> yeah because it's it's some highly powerful tea stuff anyways oh but i wrote cool guy in a bright paint marker under under her eyes like where people get face tattoos and i just thought that was so cool yeah like war paint and (laughs) i showed a picture or you took a picture of me and i showed it to my family and they're like did you get a face tattoo (laughs) i was like oh my god no not yet (laughs) no that ain't me but i i remember there there have been times a couple times in my life when i'm walking around with you know bright neon you know, shape, shapes or symbols painted on my face, and people are like, yo, did you just get back from a rave? And I'm just like, I'm there right now. <laughs> like, I'm just... There ain't nothing wrong with just feeling yourself, just having a good time. Like, that That should be... That should be praised and not stigmatized. Yeah. Just vibing, as the kids would say. Yeah, like... Tattoos, I've even said, 
It's kind of like drawing on a sidewalk with chalk. You know, it's just, it makes you happy. <laughs> it's pretty, it's cool to look at, it's colorful. And it's so fucked up because my neighbors, they have a young daughter and they love to draw on the sidewalk with chalk. And the fucking people, uh, the management of the apartment complex yelled at them and was like, yeah, you can't do that. Like, why? There's no reason that they can't draw on the sidewalk with chalk. It literally washes away in a few days. So ridiculous. That's like so like dystopian, like 1984. No, gray, gray walls, gray sidewalk. That, there's just no need for that. Like, and I texted my neighbors and I was like, man, that's, I'm really sorry to hear that. It's sad. And they were like, yeah, our daughter just loves it. We're really sad about it. <laughs> Let people draw on the sidewalks. If you do it with crayon, it don't wash off as easy. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah, just spice it up. You dig? You know, I think the way I would put it is art, generally speaking, it, it captivates so many of us for a reason. You know, it's like I was just thinking, like, right now, uh, I'm wearing kind of plain shit, just solid color, but I'm thinking... Man, I want to, I would put some patches on this, and I would screen print this and this here and there. Oh yeah, I was literally just thinking that. Like, I want to put patches on my sweatpants I just got, make patches and put them on. The the things that you're doing and that you surround yourself with are you. It's like we're like hermit crabs. So you're picking a shell at first because it's like a house. You know, or you're picking your house because it gets you out of the storm. You know, it gives you a base, warmth, whatever. But then it's like it becomes who you are in a big sense. I mean, when you're rocking around, people are going to notice. And, you know, on one hand, who gives a fuck? Fuck them. But, like, you're choosing to express it outward knowing that you're going to be around other people. And knowing that you're going to see it. I mean, every time you look down or every time you look around at your house. It's like this that idea of like color theory with how blue is supposed to be very calming and red is supposed to be very high energy, agitating, things like that. I can't remember the whole list, but like each color is supposed to have a direct effect on our mental state like immediately when they're really refined. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's part of how nature operates is... Things are naturally selected that way. That in nature, animals that are really brightly colored are usually poisonous or venomous for that reason, so that they stand out and so other things can see them and be like, yeah, okay, don't fight that, don't eat it. Yeah. And then it gets to not fight or get eaten, and so that's how it's going. Versus uh, some colors are f to blend in with their environment for the same or similar or some other reason. Uh, so that shit just makes sense. And then, but it's like, okay, so if you're choosing to wear bright pink or, you know, some alternating clashing color, uh, you know that that's going to have an effect on you and everyone around. So, and so then you don't have to please everyone else around you if you want to piss everyone off by wearing a shirt that says Make America Great Again or some shit. That's cool. <laughs> if you're into that, uh, 
that's not my point. My point is, how is it going to make you feel? So I'm like, eh, break the mold. Sure. But, what I say? I said, put, put some patches on your jacket until it isn't cool anymore. Until <laughs> <laughs> the young kids stop doing it. Uh, Be cringe. Highly so. <laughs> Do no. crime. Do crime. Yeah, I was, I was talking to my therapist about that one, actually, and she said that she showed the judge <laughs> and some other people in the program and they were like what the fuck <laughs> and it's funny because natalie loved it my therapist <laughs> thought it was awesome and she was like stoked about it that's why she was showing him that one and she's like oh uh, uh just to like save herself and me she's like oh I, I don't think he meant it like literally i think it was like a joke or whatever yeah it's just I, I thought that was funny well what he's talking about is a sticker we have where it's a thing of hubba bubba bubble tape with a huge bite taken out of it and then it says do crime at the top so it's like that's it actually leads into exactly what we're talking about like be cringe break the mold yeah it's a, do things that uh, like upset people for lack of better word yeah it's some unspeakable crime against humanity to not be doing what is considered okay or proper yeah it's the norm to Eat the tape as intended. Uh, unroll it. Unroll and, it. And, and take a little piece of it instead of just biting the whole roll. Yeah. Or, like, people would, who just take a bite out of string cheese or something, you know. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that it's not actually hurting anybody, so it's like, why should you give a shit? Yeah, but there you can guarantee that there's going to be a lot of people who are like, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> and... To be honest, I think string cheese is better when you pull it apart. It somehow tastes better. I agree, too. <laughs> I don't know Something why. Something about the strings tastes better. Like, it's just the right consistency going into your mouth when you bite the whole thing. It's just, it's, yeah. But that's not because it's, I think it's right or wrong to do it. That's just my own personal take on the experience, the sensation of it. Another example, just for hilarity's sake... I don't know if that's a real human term, but we're rolling with it. A friend of mine's mom, very nice lady, very religious. She <laughs> would follow instructions to a fucking tea. So, for example, she'd buy Halloween cookies, like the cookie dough that you make with the Halloween pictures on it. And my friend was like, let's make these cookies, mom. And she was like, no, we can't. It's not Halloween. <laughs> I always thought it was kind of cool when people just leave their Christmas tree out all year. Fuck yeah. I love... Christmas lights are so beautiful. Like, where we live in Fort Collins, in Old Town, they string all the trees with lights. And at night, they light it up, and it's so beautiful. And then when Christmas is over, they just take it down. It's like, what? Why? That's one of the best parts about Old Town. So that's why I love LED lights. I've always had so many cool ones, like, literally in every single room. They're just so beautiful. And it, like, really sets the tone of the room, you know? When I was living with my parents, they... I mean, to their credit, they're very um, interested in taking care of the planet and conserving energy, but... Um, and I am, too. I mean, we recycle. We, I keep as many lights off as possible as I can, but I, like, 
hung up all my LED lights and uh, my family was just kind of bothered by it. They're like, I know you like your space how you like it, but just please try to conserve energy. It's like, well, we should all just have solar panels is the obvious answer to that. Yeah. Like that, I think that's a big thing that is in the back of my mind a lot of the time when if people ever have preferences, they're like, oh, well, this is the, the way to save the world, you know, to, this is the right thing to do. And it's like, well, technologically speaking, a lot of the shit that we think we have to do is completely irrelevant. It's all, there's all some status quo corporate bullshit going on that is only giving us this limited option. It's like, do we have the resources for everyone to have access to solar? Definitely. Yeah. So that's not even an actual question. And LED lights actually take way less energy than like a normal light bulb overhead. And all of my lights, like I bought some lamps and I made sure to buy the expensive light bulbs that last like 10 years and they're LED. Anyways. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. One, don't you just trust a business more when they have those glass tube neon lights signs? Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, and it's a more enjoyable environment to be in. I mean, think about schools and shit. It's like the most ugly fluorescent lights. And it's like, yeah, I want to be in this place as little as fucking possible. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to be bathed in some fake-ass yellow irritant. You know, and I talked to a friend of mine... One time that we were both saying how stoked we were about stickers as a idea, you know, as a possibility, that it was like you get to put tattoos on your your items, you know, your gear or whatever, like your. That's cool. Get into just add to and customize your your equipment, and uh, you know what they say: tattoos aren't just for pirates and hookers anymore. <laughs> and I think there's some real wisdom to that. Uh, I was on the window sign at the tattoo shop I used to apprentice at, Freak Show. That's cool. As a joking way of saying, like, it's it's not, you know, you're not some wannabe, hip, trendy poser if you sew something onto your shirt or your coat. There's just no reason to be, like, reluctant to do any little thing that you think is neat. Yeah. And so my adverse kind of devil's advocate thing I wanted to say real quick is if someone wants to just rep the color maroon solely and they just really believe in it and feel strongly about that i can honestly respect that yeah really if if you actually just like a color and you're like i just want the shirt to just be that and not have the supreme logo on it or a cat playing with a ball of yarn or some shit that's fine do you you know like yeah really what i'm trying to say is i'm trying to inspire my younger self to be like just have the courage to do what you want because life is too short people don't really care as much as you think they do and they're gonna have an opinion no matter what like i know that there's other people out there like me who have crazy cool decorations and stuff and they're thinking oh i should really just try to be more modern and more normal and more adult and professional and i'm saying no don't keep up the things you like decorate your house how you want it to be decorated be as minimal or as complicated as you can think of and if you wear maroon and that 
you love it, it represents you, you don't want tattoos, you are truly living how you want without fear of judgment, then fuck yeah, do that. This really is just a conversation to inspire my younger self, basically. Yeah, like if anybody was thinking about, you know, ripping some slats in the side of their shirt or uh, drawing on some shit with Sharpie or something, it's like, why not? And, uh, you know, I think we're all just trying to find ourselves in a way, you know, in that way. It's like me, personally, I've always been kind of stoked when I get turned on to new music or I find a shirt that I can wear inside out. Inspired by Fresh Prince, probably. But if you get a new idea for clipping something onto your coat or your backpack or something like more useful, more interesting, you know, that that should just that gets me personally. That should just gets me. So, yeah, like, like I think it's more weird when someone doesn't have a backpack on them at this stage in my life, because it's like you just don't like you just don't want to hold some shit. Don't want to <laughs> have to think about where it's at and stuff. OK makes perfect sense but you know usually where my head's at is i'm like you're just less equipped and you know less prepared for like okay we might just be going on an errand or to a meeting you know but who knows what's going to come up or what inspiration might spark out of nowhere all of a sudden irregardless (laughs) a a whole nother time you know like one thing i always recommend i think i probably mentioned this before is if you're not going to keep a notepad or a sketchbook on you at least have some kind of note-taking device, which is pretty common with the phones, you know. But I'll end on the note of, like, I think it's important to be practical, really. But, uh, you know, there's some, there's really something to kind of a utilitarian idea of, like, for me, pockets is a big thing. Just more space to carry stuff and uh, move stuff around just makes perfect sense. Just know know how things are going to affect you and what you can do with what you're working with. I mean, what it's always a question of, like, what can you bring to the table? So making yourself happy uh, with your own choices is going to be key, obviously. One more other thing, this is kind of unrelated, that I needed to get off my chest is an example of something that I always thought was kind of weird something that I always thought was kind of pointless, even though I do it, is saying bless you when someone sneezes. It seems like there's just a compulsion to be polite, like it's not really that thoughtful of a thing to blurt out periodically. Like I heard that there's some urban legend about how your heart skips a beat. Well, I guess I guess your heart skips a beat when you sneeze and you can't keep your eyes open when you sneeze. Try that out. Test it out. Let me know. So there's, so on one hand, it's supposed to be that you're, like, blessing the person for not being dead, for their <laughs> heart starting again. And then there's probably, I think there's some religious spiritual shit, too, where it's, like, something about a ghost coming out of their fucking nose or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, though, it's, like, we just feel like we have to, it seems like. And, I mean, it, it could be a very uh, caring, compassionate thing, but... Every time that it happens, are you really thinking so deeply as, oh, I wish prosperity and good tidings upon this person in their house, and I consciously care that they didn't spontaneously die or whatever? <laughs> like, does that even thought even cross your mind, or did you just hear a sneeze and you just had to say the thing? Like, it was your duty as a Samaritan 
Well, when I was a mm-hmm. kid, that's funny you say that. I thought people were saying, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why are we saying that? Well, I, but I would say, bless you. <laughs> right. like, no, I, I, I think I have to. <laughs> My old coworker, he hated saying, bless you, because for the same reasons, he thought it was super dumb. So he would make everybody in the office say, hail Satan, <laughs> when you sneeze. Just as an ironic kind of fuck you to that norm. I definitely have, for many years, thought that that was very weird. So I got in the habit of just saying, excuse me, when I sneezed. <laughs> and not expecting a bless you. Which is still like, why do I even have to... Like, why do we... It's just, that yeah. that's only a one small example, but it, it's just things like that that compound in our lives. Or it's like, why are we putting extra energy into this shit? Like, it's, why are we wasting each other's time and our own? It's as silly as saying, as when you sneeze, saying, sneezy, 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 you know. like Which I'm going to say now. It's like, if I farted, I shouldn't have to apologize for it or even acknowledge it. And if it smells really weird and, <laughs> and we want to talk about that, that's fine. It could be like a focal point, a centerpiece, conversation starter or whatever. But it's like it would just it would be much more efficacious to just move on with our lives. Like I had to cough. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Not like, OK, now we need to like take we need to take some time <laughs> for this. Like we need to gather ourselves. There's a literally a line and it's always sunny when Dee and Charlie are like dating these super rich people and they're so nervous and she's like sweating and stuff and the rich people are like we like you guys because you're not like anybody we know and (laughs) they're like oh thank god and then they like are like super comfortable and Dee's like I got bodily functions I'm sorry (laughs) but it's like yeah why are we apologizing for bodily functions it's like, oh, my bad. Did me clearing my throat ruin everyone's train of thought and <laughs> operation? It's like, goddamn. Yeah. So I just had to, I had to get that out there. Where it's like, at least to myself, I'm pushing an agenda to myself that examine our behavior. It's like, if it's a waste of fucking time and energy, and it's not helping anyone in any way, like we can just not do it. We can just get rid of shit that is culturally and historically accepted yeah like literally you probably you probably save like many hours in your life not saying excuse me yeah every time that you move out of someone's way (laughs) (laughs) you were almost not even yeah oh my god that that reminds me of another reference because my mind is just references but in Seinfeld, he has a stand-up bit where he's talking about, like, I'm so tired of saying sorry when people bump into me. Just once, I want to have the courage to be like, I'm not sorry because it's your <laughs> fault. <laughs> but I do hate when people are like, excuse you. <laughs> like, that's way worse. Yeah. Like, just, now, well, now, we're both, now we're both pissed. Just don't say anything. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Move, right. move out of the way. Move to a different town. But yeah, like if someone says, hey, how are you? You, I just thought of this earlier. You can actually just respond with any thought that comes into your head. 
Like, you don't even have to say good, how are you, or any variant of that. You could literally just be like, did you know that fucking male seahorses actually carry the child? (laughs) (laughs) The term? And they'll be like, okay, that was... That was an answer to a dumb question. So, basically, just I'm just saying, stay weird, Portland. Be cringe. Just be a gangster, whatever that means. Whatever it just means so. to you. Act natural, whatever that means for you. Look at any celebrity that you look up to in any way, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. They're weird. They're a weirdo, and people like weird. Embrace the weird embrace the cringe like that youtube comment the cringe is so unbearable barf that's what the best comment i ever got thank you thank you random person who's trying to hurt my feelings you made my day all right we gotta wrap this up so i had this other <laughs> s- story <laughs> no. but anyway yeah just uh Figure your shit out and just get to it, man. Make it happen. Make it work. I just hope we inspired somebody to just allow themselves to be exactly who they want to be. Like, if you want to wear Renaissance clothing all the time, for fuck's sakes, do it. Don't. Oh, wait, do it, do it, yeah. (laughs) That's what. For fuck's sakes. Did I just say that? (laughs) (laughs) For fuck's sakes. (laughs) Don't say it. It gets easier. Keep that fit hard, though. Finish each other's sandwiches. Riding bike. Keep that fit hard, though. Alright, peace. Uh, or soft. Oh, keep that fit soft. Yeah, wear plushy, velvety, smooth, fuzzy shit. That's good. <laughs> Why does it have to be hard? Am I charging into battle or something? <laughs> keep that armor hard. Keep that dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or soft. You know, it needs to be hard and soft. At different times. In different parts. <laughs> and it gets easier. No. It's a very... Uh...